Hi, Church. Good morning. Um, before we start, I'm just wondering if you can uh, go to, uh, if you're watching from YouTube or Facebook, I want to encourage you to come on Zoom to join us. Uh, all you need to do is to go to clcpg.org um, on our webpage. Uh, you can see Church at Home and you click under English section and there is a Zoom button. So you just click on that, that will lead you to Zoom. Okay, we'd love to see you here so that we can see your face, all right? So um, if you can go to your reaction button on your Zoom, um, probably just um, choose an emoticon that represent your mood right now or things that you want to do. All right, I'm just going to choose wave. Say hi to everyone. All right. Awesome. You know, after one whole year of uh, being locked down, and I think all of us have kind of get used, we have got used to meeting online. And uh, this is the best option that we have right now. Of course, um, if we can fully meet physically, that would be ideal but we can't right now because we are good law-abiding citizens. And um, at the same time, uh, I just want to encourage all of us, you know, uh, some people say I, I'm not the um, outgoing kind. I'm not the, um, uh, the, the on the in front of camera kind. I just want to encourage you to turn on the camera. You know why? Because um, I think Christians should be the most... Um, willing to turn on camera for a one simple reason. So if you have your data allows you to, if your internet speed allows you to turn on, I want to encourage you to turn on because, you know, one day when we meet Jesus, uh, probably, all right, our life will be like a video. So it's going to be seen anyway. So might as well do it right now. All right, this is just a joke, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, let's just be present for one another in this season. Um, I want to encourage all of us. Okay, I'm not into a sermon yet. I just want to, you know, just talk. Um, in this season, let us just learn how to relax a bit, uh, especially when we meet online. I know that when the camera is there, uh, we have this tendency like, hey, I need to look my best. Uh, I cannot do this. I cannot do that. Uh, I cannot move. Uh, somebody is watching. No, I think we uh, just have to learn how to be a bit more relaxed so that we can really receive from the Lord. We can really worship. And when we worship, let's just forget that the camera is there. Uh, we are just here to just uh, give God our adoration, our praise, honor to Him. And uh, in this season, let us, can we um, just put extra effort to go the extra mile to connect with one another? We still want to make disciples for Jesus Christ. So in this season, if you can, I, I want to encourage you, um, get connected with your members, with friends, two or three in a group, all right? Even after this, or do use, do WhatsApp video call, call one another and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, chit-chat a bit. How can I pray for you? What have you learned lately? I think we, we, we don't have to think about, oh, you have to call 10 person. No, just call two to three in a group, all right? Can we do that, church? All right? Let us just uh, connect one another, make disciples, encourage one another spiritually, uh, whether on Zoom, on WhatsApp. I'm, I'm going to do that every day. I'm going to call two, three person 
um, to just find out how they are, how can I pray for them, encourage them a bit spiritually. Um, every morning, there are different groups of people meeting to pray as well. So that's what we want to do. We want to endure in our faith because those who endure to the end shall be safe. Amen. So um, before we start, um, yeah, since we are on Zoom, let us do it a bit differently. All right. Um, can I have Isaac to pray uh, as we commit this time to God? Can I have Isaac to pray for this time? Uh, as we learn the word of God. Thanks, Isaac. Oi. Father God, we just want to commit this time unto our hands, even as we uh, prepare for receiving of your word. God, we pray your word preach forth in such a tangible way that will shake our work of your God. Father, we just pray you will be rooted in our hearts of God and you will bear fruit in our lives. So as we pray of your word, so we are going to the rest of the time. We are going to you Amen. Amen. All right. Let me share screen. Um, I'm excited to share the word of God with you this morning. All right. Cool. Today, the title of my sermon is um, Staying in the Gospel. All right. Staying in the Gospel. And we are going to look into the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians this morning. And I think we just want to take our um, time a bit, go a bit slower than usual, so that we have time to really meditate on the Word of God. Uh, and allow the word of God to sink in to our heart. And um, just going verse by verse. And uh, this is how I normally do um, my devotion as well. Um, not to rush into it, to find the one key word that would change my life. Or not into like one great sermon. It's just slowly chewing, allowing God to just speak. And allow his spirit to, to, to speak to our situation as well. Amen. So let's go to Galatians, the book of Galatians. Uh, get ready your notebook. Um, let's learn together. All right. Galatians chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Verse 1 to 5. Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is an epistle Paul wrote to the churches of Galatia. And we see over here how he greeted them. Grace to you and peace from God, the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. May all of us also experience God's grace and God's peace in this season. And here he says, who gave himself for our sins. Now, we understand over here that Jesus 
gave himself. Jesus gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver us from this present evil age. According to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. That is the will of God, that all of us may be liberated and set free from this present evil age. In this pandemic, we probably see the best, but also the worst of mankind, and how we can be so self-centered and so selfish, so fearful, and uh, all kinds of different things. And we can see that the world uh, is in an evil state. But then the Bible says that Jesus gave himself for our sin, right? He saved us from sin on the cross. He set us free so that we might be delivered from this present evil age according to the will of God. Amen. According to the will of God, to whom be glory forever and ever. Today, are you and I struggling in sin? All right. Look for Jesus. Jesus, he, it is God's will for him to deliver us. If today we are struggling in sin, there is ungodly addiction. Let us go to Jesus. All right. Let his spirit, let his word guide us. He set us free from the power of sin on the cross. Verse 6. I marvel that you are turning away so soon. So Paul was saying that the church, churches in Galatia are turning away so soon from him. So it's from a person of Jesus that they turn away who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Now, their faith is affected because they begin to turn to a different gospel over here, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, pervert them from where? From the gospel of Christ. So all of us have received the gospel of Christ and the churches of Galatia, they were warned by, they were pointed out by Paul that they have turned away so soon from the person of Jesus Christ, from his gospel. But even we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you. Let him be a curse. Now you must understand how, how much weightage Paul put into this sentence. He said, even if I make another trip to you, even there is an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to what you have received in the past, different from the past, let him be a curse. All right? So important. As we have said before, and now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be a curse. For do I now persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a born servant of God. You see, they, they turn away so soon. Now, what kind of gospel 
did they believe in? Okay, this one you will find out more as you read further down the road, um, the book of Galatians. Now, but then Paul says, this gospel that you have received in the past, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a gospel of Christ. It is centered on the person, Jesus Christ. That is why today we need to stay in this gospel. All right? Don't turn away. Don't leave this gospel that we have received. A lot of times we hear there is people talk about faith, right? So you, you sometimes you hear gospel of faith or hear abundance. You heard, hear about healings. You hear about good works. Or you hear about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. All right? Now, all these things are not the, the foundation of the gospel. The foundation of the gospel is a person called Jesus. Amen? It's the gospel of Christ. So you talk about faith, abundance, healings, good works, infilling of the Holy Spirit. We talk about these things. It is simply because that is what Jesus does. Jesus heals. Jesus gives us an abundant life. All right? Jesus encourages us to have work that is compatible to our repentance. Jesus talks about baptizing us in the Holy Spirit, filling us. That is what Jesus does. That's why we talk about it. But remember, none of this, all right, none of this is the main thing of the gospel. But the gospel is about Jesus Christ. So even until today, what is the center? The center is Jesus alone. Jesus alone. He came to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God. Amen. Let's continue. So uh, remember this. The gospel is centered on Jesus. Verse 11. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me. So we now know that the churches in Galatia receive the gospel through Paul, right? It's not according to man. He said, it's not according to man. It's not my idea. For I neither receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. So it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right? So it was Jesus who revealed it to Paul. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Paul began to explain his background. Before he preached the gospel, he was actually against it. He was persecuting churches, putting people into prison. He was zealous, right, to, in the tradition of his fathers. Now, we all must understand uh, how, how Paul came to this. All right, let's, let's continue to read. Verse 15, But it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son, to reveal his son, in me, that I might preach him. You see, Paul is preaching gospel. Paul was preaching the gospel, preaching Jesus among the Gentiles. 
I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Now, when Paul talked about this, his conversion experience and how he received the gospel, he was actually re referring to his conversion experience on the road to Damascus. Now, he was persecuting Christians, right? And putting people into jail. And even the murder, the martyrdom of, of Stephen, he was involved as well. Nobody could preach to him. Who could preach to him, right? If you preach to him, you are in jail. If you preach to him, he will put you into prison, right? And that's, how, that's why he knew that he knew. It was God who caught him. God alone caught him. And Jesus himself encountered Paul and revealed himself. Jesus was the one that revealed himself, all right? Revelation of Jesus Christ to Paul on the road to Damascus. And the, this gospel that he received came through this revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, you must understand that Paul was a law expert, all right? He was familiar with the tradition, familiar with the scripture, and he knew all these things inside out. That was why he was so zealous religiously to persecute the church. And, but then one encounter with Jesus, his entire life changed. All right. He, God healed him of his blindness. And the gospel came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is like all his life, right? He was studying the scripture. He knew all the knowledge in his head. And now when Jesus revealed himself to him, he suddenly realized all these Old Testament scriptures was pointing to Jesus, the Messiah, the promised Messiah. Everything that he learned in the past was pointing to Jesus. Suddenly, he got this understanding from God. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and we know that Holy Spirit is the best teacher. He brings us into truth. Now, he also mentioned that he did not go up to Jerusalem to look for Peter and other apostles, but he went to Arabia. He said he did not confer with flesh and blood. That means he did not just quickly seek man's advice, but he just allowed God to speak to him through the scripture, through his spirit. And wherever he go, the Bible says, he preached Jesus. He preached Jesus among the Gentiles because he knew that he was called by Jesus to do it. What are we preaching today? I hope and I pray we are not just preaching a lot of good things. We are not just preaching a lot of good principles. We are not just preaching a lot of good ideas. No, we should preach Jesus. He is the foundation of the gospel. He is the center of the gospel. So Paul, when he talked about this, he was actually talking about the experience that he had on the road to Damascus, right? And if today we just go quickly to Acts, right? How God spoke about Paul over here, Acts chapter 9, verse 15 to 16. This is what... Uh, Paul, God spoke to Ananias. He said, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine, you see, to bear my name. To bear my name. 
before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. For my name's sake. Paul was not persecuted because of his knowledge, because of influence, because he was preaching the name of Jesus. Because the people, the religious leaders, were against Jesus. All right, there is a spirit that is against Jesus. So Paul knew from here, right? For he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, who Jesus is. He was preaching fearlessly, boldly, because he suffered for the name of Jesus. All right. So, friends, I want to share with you today, really, there is only one gospel. All right. Let us stay in the gospel. This gospel is about Jesus Christ. That is why for us to stay in the gospel, it's all about knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus from the word of God. Knowing Jesus, um, his heart, his acts, what he wants to do, is all about Jesus. Let us not be confused by the teaching of men. I do not know why Paul did not quickly go up to Jerusalem to find other apostles. I, I don't think it was probably a very good thing to do. Just imagine your best friend was killed by a murderer or he was involved in that murder and now he wants to join you. I don't know. He spent many years away from Jerusalem and he just decided to preach the gospel, preach Jesus and allow God to show him and reveal to him. All right. Friends, I want to share with you when God has given us his word, his Holy Spirit, let us don't build our faith on what we read on the internet, what we hear from people. Let's build our faith on the person Jesus and his word. All right. The gospel is about Jesus. So don't just build your faith on the things you read on the internet, the hearsay. Don't even build your faith on what I share. Go into the word. Even theologians, all right, they are helpful for us to see things that we don't see sometimes. But you see, if anything that doesn't carry the heart of Jesus, anything that is not in line with his word, inspired by his Holy Spirit, don't take them in, all right? It is good to know about this, what the theologians say, but don't let your faith be built on the doctrines of men, all right? That is why Paul says, even if I come and preach another gospel, don't, don't take my word, all right, for it is, all right? You have received the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's not even about Paul, not even about Apollos, Peter, let alone Martin Luther or other theologians that came after him. No, Paul says, don't, don't just take for what it is. It's not about Paul. It's not about Peter. It's not about denomination. All right, today, don't pledge your allegiance to City Light or to any denomination. I say, whatever they say, I will just take, but I don't read the word of God myself. I don't love Jesus. No, the gospel is centered on Jesus. These are great people, all right? Theologians, we love them. Uh, they put a lot of effort to study. But we know that we know no human is perfect. Theologians can sometimes make mistakes and we do not know all. All right? And uh, when, especially when it, take, when it comes to extreme, all right? You know, some people believe that Sabbath can only be 
um, experience or can it be followed on certain day? All right. No, not really. Jesus says we can find rest in him. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. So let us not just take doctrine and say, oh, I, I, I believe because this is a good man. No, the gospel is Jesus Christ. So whatever it is, let us focus on Jesus. He is the author and finisher of our faith. We follow only him. Amen. Jesus, Jesus Christ. If you love Jesus, all right, okay, show some reaction on Zoom. <laughs> Amen. Let's continue. Um, Galatians chapter 1, verse 18. Let's continue here. Then of the three years, I went out to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. So after three years only, he went out to Jerusalem. All right. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. So he is emphasizing again what I say here, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the region of Syria and Sicilia, Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only, he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorify God in me. So we talk about going out to, to Jerusalem after three years, and he stayed with Peter for 15 days, right? Let's continue. Chapter 2. Then, after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went out by revelation and communicated to them the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. So over here, we see that Paul communicated to them what the gospel, right, which he preached among the Gentiles. I think it was humble and enough to check, all right, after three years, after 14 years, he told the people, this is the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. But how did he do it? He did it privately to those who were of reputation. So probably it was Peter, James, John, I'm not sure. Lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. So he was very careful. Yet not even Titus who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. So Paul talked about a gospel that is about faith in Jesus Christ, all right? That Titus was not compelled, all right? Um, to, to be circumcised. And, but people, there are some people who wanted to bring them into bondage, all right? The gospel of works. Now, it is important for us to know that after 14 years, when Paul went back to Jerusalem, he actually checked the gospel that he preached with the people. And what, what happened over here? Verse 6, But from those who seem to be something, Whatever they were, it makes no difference 
to me. So the Bible says that there is no difference the gospel that he preached. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. So he was saying that the gospel that he preached is not any different to the one that Peter and other apostles preached. Add nothing to me. All right. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised, also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceive, all right, perceive that the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They desire only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I was, I also was eager to do. Can you see that? For 14 years, Paul was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He came back, he talked to Paul, uh, he talked to Peter and John and James, who, who seemed to be the pillars, right? They perceived the grace that was given to Paul and they gave him and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship. There was nothing wrong with the gospel that Paul preached. And this gospel, they blessed them and sent them to the Gentiles to preach the gospel. Nothing to be added, only need to remember the poor. Even Jesus himself, also remember the poor. That is why our church is learning, all right, when we do community service, when we serve the poor, it is, it is not because that is how we get saved, all right? That is not like, oh, we, we believe in the doctrine of community work, social justice. No, no. We are there to do this because that's what the Bible says. We should remember the poor. That's what the Bible says. Jesus himself, right, preached the gospel to the poor. So we want to do that too. Chapter 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. All right? Not by, not by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Today, we are justified. We are made righteous, not because of our works, but our faith in Christ. Not any kind of random faith, okay? Oh, I have self-belief. Oh, I... I just wish for the best. Not that kind of faith, but it's faith in Christ, the person Christ, God himself, and by, not by works of the law, because Jesus is truly the way, the truth, and the life. All right? Verse 17. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. 
Paul was explaining, no, just because we are justified by Christ, it doesn't mean we continue to sin. No. For if I build again those things which are destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law died to the I through the law died to the law. That I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So important. Now we died to the law that we might live to God. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Even the life that we live in the flesh right now, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. I think this is the gospel. This gospel is not, oh yeah, I, I just believe in myself, believe, believe in you know something, then I, I'm safe. No, we believe in Jesus Christ. We put our faith in him. All right? And how is this process like? When you describe this process of putting your faith in God, right? It's like what Paul describes over here. I, through the law, died to the law. I think when it comes to the law, we need to see ourselves as dead already. All right? Like God, I want to die to this world. Temptation comes. I'm a dead person, okay? You have no power over me. You cannot affect me. It's die to the law already so that we might live to God. That means this life that we live today, we live to God. How do we do it? We must be crucified. Our old flesh, our old self must be crucified with Christ. A lot of times we struggle. It is because we still live very strong, our old self, right? It's not fully done away with. Why could Paul live such a life to God, it is because he realized that this life that he had, he has, it's no longer he who lives, but Christ lives in him. That is the gospel. Christ lives in us. Christ revives us. The old life is gone. The new life, we are new creation in Christ Jesus. And now even when we are still on earth here, we live this life that we have we live by faith in the Son of God. Amen? We allow Christ to live in us and through us because He loved us and He gave Himself for us. That is the gospel. That is the good news. That our corrupted self, our old self, we had no hope whatsoever. But Jesus came. He died for us so that we can live in Him, to Him, for Him, through Him. Amen. Church, Jesus is indeed the center of our lives. He is the center of the gospel. Let us memorize this verse, all right? This week, if you can, right? 
Memorize this. I have been crucified with Christ. Every day just meditate. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Internalize it. Meditate upon it. Again, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Every time I want to get angry, every time I become worried, I become self-centered, it is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. Amen. We work. We breathe. We walk. We eat. We speak. We serve. We become parents. Or we are children. Let's all allow Christ to live in us. We do it in Him. Everything that we do, do it in Him. We learn from Him His way. Amen. So, how do we stay in the gospel? I believe it's to stay and abide in Christ. How do we... Don't, let us not depart from this gospel that we have received. It's not about works. It's not about other things. It's about Jesus Himself. In this allowing Christ to live in us, we want to have a desire to know Jesus. To know Jesus more every day, every moment. To, let, to, to, to love Him. To love Him and carry His heart. To feel what He feels. To think like how He thinks. To understand like how He would. You know, Jesus, He is our God. He is a living God. He speaks. Jesus was compassionate. Jesus has feeling for the poor, for the needy. Jesus has feelings for sheep that are without shepherds. If Jesus lives in us, we feel what he feels. We work according to what he does. When he was walking on earth, he would weep when he see Mary weeping for Lazarus, he would weep. He would smile. He would touch lives. And I believe the gospel is not what we just know here, but more than here, it is also in our heart because Jesus lives in us. We must allow God to transform us, allow Jesus to transform us even more. Amen.